We're live, man. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Kobe. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, so, I mean, we've never met, man. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. What you, you're from France, I take it. Yeah, I'm from France. Uh, I'm from the south, uh, from a small town called Nîmes. I don't know if you, if you know this town. Uh, between Marseille to, to Spain. Okay. Uh, not a lot of people. Uh, not a lot of Jews, uh, but some. Um, I lived there till I was 18. And then 18. I, yeah, like I knew after, after the high school, uh, I will move to, to Israel. Uh, okay. Yeah, so my parents told me, okay, first you finish high school and then you, you do what you want. Uh, so I wait. I did my high school and then uh, moved to to Israel. In uh, why, why did you, why did you want to leave? Um, I came when I was like fourteen to like a trip with like uh, young people, kind of uh, massa for holidays. Yeah. Uh, and when I came back, I told them like I want to do my high school there. They told me no way, <laughs> no way. <laughs> first, <laughs> first you finish your high school here, and after you, if you want to leave, you leave. So it was like uh, in my head, like at school, uh, what do you want to do after the, the high school? I want yeah. to leave to Israel. Oh, yeah, what to do? Uh, learn Hebrew and uh, maybe the army. Like I knew the army, but uh, I didn't tell uh, to anyone. Uh, like only to my to my close friends, but not to, 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 to everyone at school. Um, and that's it. Like uh, I wait. Uh, I came in 2016, uh-huh. a few days before I was like uh, 19. Uh, I was in Magad Michael. I don't know if you if you know. It's uh, yeah. I think it's the best kibbutz in Israel. On the <laughs> on the on the beach, uh, only young people. Uh, yeah. So it was like the dream. Uh, so this is where I I learned Hebrew. And that's it. My Israeli you know, life out say, there. They say that uh, you were saying Mon Amour, so there's a woman in, uh, in nearby, but you have headphones on, so this, this will be okay. But they say the best way to learn a language is, out, is out at the pillow. So yeah, I don't so know what you're doing. <laughs> when I was 18, I was uh, single, so it helped me to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helped me to, to learn Hebrew uh, that way. And not only Hebrew, also English and Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but now 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 I'm, I'm engaged with a french woman beautiful woman uh, okay. supposed to get to get married in uh, uh, august uh, 24 okay well, so, thank you so now english spanish is just for for work or for friends <laughs> <laughs> for the memories exactly exactly um, but, uh, so so and and you were in the army after um my, my yeah, so yeah so the idea was to first learn hebrew uh yeah. as much as i can so i chose magad michael in order to be like not with french people and to learn and to speak french all days so there we were like 87 from 26 countries so it was like english all days and Hebrew, 
so I learned Hebrew from English. So I both improved the the, the languages. Yeah. And then I was not like I was not like speaking French and French and French and French. So I learned super fast in order to to have the best Hebrew before the army. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, it was not enough to to have access to to some uh, tests. Uh, they said that, that my Hebrew was not uh, not good enough. Uh, and then I also twist my uncle, so I had to post- postpone my uh, my draft day. Mm. Uh, so till that, I work in Tel Aviv, like in a bakery. Same to keep learning Hebrew and to talk with people. Uh, and then uh, April uh, 17, I drive to, to Mirvalon. You, do you have an idea about Mirvalon? Yeah, of yeah. course. That's what we send people with to learn Hebrew and also do Ex- basic training, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the first step in the army for new immigrants. Uh, yeah. The first month, you do like the basic classes. So, physically, it was not hard, but like it was hard to stay like uh, all day from morning to evening, like... Uh, occupied to do a lot of things, to run from place to place. So it was like kind of shocked, but not super hard. So it was a good preparation. And then uh, mm-hmm. the two last months, it's only Hebrew, 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 Hebrew. So it was also amazing. Uh, and then uh, I did the test for the paratroopers. Uh, and then beginning of August, I joined the, the paratroopers. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you, it was. You, you jumped out of planes and everything. Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was scary, <laughs> but yeah, we did it. Um, so yeah, after I did like also the, like a, a test for the special unit of the paratroopers. Uh, mm. It's like uh, between three to four, to four days. Uh, they kill you. Like, what do you, you mean? Can, like, like you can prepare yourself like physically for like a, a long time to run a lot, to scroll a lot, like this hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like you can do that like for like half an hour, an hour. After it's only mentally aspect. You're dead. So this is where they start to, they, to look at you. Thank you. Sorry? How do they break you? Like how do they kick your ass? Like you start, like you start inside the base, and you have to go outside to start the the, the test, and it's like yeah. five hundred meters, and you go super fast with like a heavy heavy bag, and you like only start like five minutes, and you say wow, wow. like it's super hard, and mm. then they start to make you crawling on the on the sand, and back and up and back and back and back and back and back, like for like thirty minutes, and then you have like a break of like four or five minutes and again and again and again and sprint and sprint and it's like with no hand and you don't have any idea when it will do when it will be done it can be oh, like wow. four hours eight hours you don't have any idea you don't have any watch you don't, you don't know what time uh, is outside you can see like uh, the moon or the sun but you don't have any idea um so it was like super hard uh, I complete the test. Uh, they choose me like in the team of uh, thirty, uh, and then we start like the 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 real uh, course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it was like a, a kind of hard, 
Uh, I was also like the only French in the in my team, uh, and also like the only new immigrant. There were like some uh, yeah. Russian guys that came like uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, but the only new immigrant. So at the beginning, with the Hebrew, it was super hard. Uh, 30 seconds, you have to do that. What? And they already start to run, and I didn't even understand what I need to do. And slowly, slowly, <laughs> like they help you and they uh, explain you things, and you start the the the, the basic training. <laughs> and then you start the basic training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what we so, did in Mirvalon for one one month, it was like like nothing about like only the first day or the first yeah. uh, first week. Yeah, I mean, basic training, uh, like the the very basic training is. It's a bit of a joke in the Israeli army. I mean, I did it for a month, and um, you know, you're you're waiting for them to. I, I actually I gained weight after a month. Like that. That's how silly it was. You know, <laughs> um, a lot a lot of eating and a lot of sitting around and watching other people smoke cigarettes. But um, I suppose that's kind of what it is in the army. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend. Um, he's uh, in in reserves and in the north, and he's pretty much does the same thing. Um, so so when did you get out? Sorry? When did you when get I out did, of the army? Uh, I got out in uh, April 20. I signed for four few months at the end of my service. I was yeah. like a half MAGA and shooting a instructor of my unit. So I yeah. signed for a few months and I like train uh, younger people and also like a, a soldier in my unit. And then I get released middle of uh, Corona. So all the trips canceled, all the plans canceled. So <laughs> this is how I finished my army. Yeah. Um, and then I start to work with what? my brother. Sorry? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you do? Before? What did you do from then until October 7th? Okay, so I start to work with, with my brother on the, on the beach. We start to, to train people. Uh, mm -hmm. fitness and, and boxing uh, and slowly slowly we we grew and we opened uh, group classes uh, in 21 uh, we rent like a, a small gym and we start like the first group uh, in 22 we open our first gym first club uh, in Tel Aviv yeah. uh, center of Tel Aviv Rothschild 19 uh, boxing yoga uh, fitness, Pilates, everything. Uh, so work all days, uh, managing the the club, teaching, group, private, everything. And then uh, my girlfriend called me on 6th of uh, October. Oh, I find my dress for the wedding. Oh, amazing, amazing. And 7th of October, woke up in the morning with a, with an alarm, with a siren. Completely shocked, like very early in the morning, like uh, 6.45 a.m., something like this. And I saw someone in my, in my building told me, that's it, that the, the war starts. What? Like, yeah, yeah, it's actually starts. So I turned, off my, turned on my, my uh, TV. Show, I, I saw like the first thing in Zderot, uh, the guys with a, with a pickup inside Zderot, with RPG. I was like completely shocked and like everyone at the beginning, we didn't 
understand what's going on and uh, they didn't like also explain so much about all the pictures and all the videos so i was like stuck in my television for like two hours and then yeah. i just like uh, woke up took my bag start to prepare my my stuff i knew they will call us i didn't mm. know if it was like uh, in one hour few hour few hours or the day after but i prepare everything in order to be like as ready as i can as i could sorry and then uh, around 12 hey guys uh, come at three uh, in uh, this point i went there and it was like like you know all the the time in the army when i was like in the regular army you are prepared for that it's happened a few times that they told us okay we are supposed to go to the war and you are like ready for that but now we went to the base and like you know what's going on but you didn't like did the switch in your head okay and then you arrive and you see like all the people starting to prepare the thing and people walking everywhere a bag a gun everything say okay it's it's real now so we we start to prepare the the, the stuff uh, slowly, slowly, people arrived, arrived, we explained them, and you start to understand, and we saw also a friend of, of us that's still in the army, uh, like, it's now, it's like more, more like a commander, and told us, guys, you don't have any idea what's going on in the south, it's like minimum till Hanukkah, no, you are kidding, it's like only 7th of October, like, a any chance it will, uh, keep going till Hanukkah. He said, guys, you don't have any idea. We start to think and said, okay, it's bigger than what we really think. And that's it. We that start point, to... At that point, my, my memory is now starting to get a bit fuzzy about what happened then. Like, I remember waking up, uh, like, I was, in, I was in Netanyi at the time, and there were, there were no alarms here. The rockets didn't reach this, this far. And I remember... We were, we were actually supposed to go back to Tel Aviv that day with our kids, which is where, where we live. And um, I remember waking up and my wife getting some text messages like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just, I, for some reason, I felt also like, like your friend in the, um, in the building. I had no sense of why or anything, but I do remember feeling like something's really, really wrong here. And then, and then it took like another hour, maybe two hours. and then someone told us like yeah there might be some people who are kidnapped and then i was like oh now it's now there's something really really wrong like this is going to get very bad and yeah. um but i don't remember exactly when all the all the horrible videos of you know like so, that's like so when the was first that? day we the first day we didn't saw anything mm. but it was like slowly slowly you 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 saw on like telegram uh, yeah Okay, so they kidnapped two guys. Oh, fuck. Wow, it's crazy. And then, right. no, it's not two, it's ten. Yo, wow. Right. And then you you heard that it's not like ten people that were killed. It's like hundreds. And then 500. Right. And then you heard right. that it's not like hundred uh, terrorists that came to Israel. It's like 500 and thousand. And all oh. the numbers just grow and grow and grow and then you yeah. just like 
keep receiving like things on Telegram and yeah. things the day af- the day after we start to receive the video or maybe a few days after it was like yeah. completely shocked. Yeah, and it was like I mean, crazy. We didn't know anything. Like we weren't. You didn't hear anything from the army from no. the news exactly what the hell was going on. But you know, there were. It was. It was basically like like open war for a few days, right? If I if I understood correctly, they were it fighting. It was open the- war. Yeah, it was open war, and I don't know if they didn't told us tell us that that like they didn't tell us nothing because they didn't want to to scare us or just because yeah. they didn't want to share or they didn't just know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I remember right. that the, the 8th of October, uh, they yeah. told us, okay, guys, uh, in Kibbutz Beiri, the situation is going worse and worse. They don't know how to, to, to kill all the terrorists. They don't know what to do. There's a lot, a lot of uh, soldiers dead, so we need to go there. Wow. wow. And we did not have any um, protection. Gear. Yeah, gear. Uh, we didn't like, um, uh, how to say, uh, 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 sorry, uh, like to fix the, the arm when you shoot to... Like to Okay. So wow. would you... so, you, so they told they us said you want to fight there? Yeah. They said like the the situation is crazy there. And like in the reserve and like I'm kind of a commando brigade of the reserve. So if they need like something important, they will send you. So they told us, okay guys, six uh, thirty we live there. So it was like okay. What should we do? Let's let's get the shit. We went with a friend, very scary. Uh, we came back, we get prepared. We went to the car, ready everything, bags, everything. And like 30 minutes before, they said, okay, uh, we don't need to go, uh, but be ready. They can call us like in five minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. And like for oh. one week, it was like that, that you don't know what will happen like the next five minutes. Each time your officer came and started to tell you something, you are like, okay, now we should go. And <sighs> did not happen. Uh, so we trained like for around three weeks. We wait the first weeks and then we start to train like every day, every day, every day. We knew we will get inside, but we yeah. didn't know when. Yeah. Uh, so we were with phone, like uh, uh, we were like in school, we had good food. We slept on the floor, but like the condition was like pretty good. And then <laughs> okay. one day they told us, okay, uh, bring your phone. No phone anymore. Uh, we have a mission. Uh, we can't tell you when, uh, but it will happen. Uh, it was like a Friday. I don't remember which which uh, day, like which number it was. I think maybe 26 or 25 of uh, September. No, of October, sorry, of October. Yeah. Uh, then we're supposed to, like, on the same day, same night, uh, first team in the army went inside on Friday. And then they told us, okay, we are going uh, inside tomorrow night. And then they just postponed. And we went inside on uh, November 1st. 
between Wednesday to, to Thursday. We were like the first uh, reserve brigade to, to get inside. Uh, what, did you, what, what, what were you thinking when you... Uh, so first thing, of course, scared. I don't think that uh, someone can't be scared, uh, but really motivate. Like what, what, does mean, what, what does that mean, scared? Like, no, is that a normal fear? Like, I, I've never been in that I situation. Think I think it's completely normal uh, because you know what's going on. You know that uh, a lot of soldiers already died uh, the, the past weeks, even if the best unit in the army, even the best soldier. So, you know, like it's an, it can happen to anyone. There is no like superhero. Like it's a lot of chance. Like even if you prepare yourself like super good, like it can happen. Uh, yeah. So you know you have this risk. Uh, you know things can go wrong. Um, but the thing is, I was with my same team that I was in the army. So it's like mm -hmm. my best friend. Uh, we knew we were prepared good. We were strong. We were... Um, ready for that so even if we were scared we know we knew why we 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 went there it was not like we went there because like let's yeah. go it's fun we knew that like, it was like almost 250 hostages so we had a real reason to 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 went there uh, and to do what we we need to do whatever they ask uh, yeah. what, what does that course, mean yeah. your team so that the guys in your unit that you've been were in the army uh, and you go on, so, you're going into Gaza into war with these guys do you feel like you know them uh, like you you're afraid with it you're also what you're trusting these guys that you they're you said that they're in good shape what and does that somehow impact your fear going into it like does that somehow make it better like yeah, what's, what's, sure. the, what's the relationship sure. between their readiness and your fear? Like, how does that work? Like, I think there's not a lot of people that knows me. Like, my team knows me. Like, mm -hmm. you, we live like three years, all day together, twenty four seven. So you recognize the smell of someone. You know, uh, like even in the shadow, you can know who who's coming like you know everyone you know everything about everyone so okay. you know you can trust them and you know like they will be here for you and if they need to i don't know to to be killed for you they will do it because it's wow. like a team yeah it's like a team so you know you don't go with new people that you don't have any idea about them you don't know like mm -hmm. anything about them and you also know what they worth in terms of uh, uh, shape, physical shape, and in terms mm -hmm. of tactical, tactical shape. So you know exactly that they will talk the same, uh, like I would say, army language as you. Okay. So you just like, you don't need to talk. You just like can have a look to someone and it will directly understand what you want to say or what you want to, for him to do. Oh, so like, holy. Yeah, yeah. 
So you get inside and say, okay, like it, anything can happen for sure. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing can happen, but I'm with this team. And that's, and that's, that's, that's like a, a next level communication that you can smell them. <laughs> yeah, you like it's crazy. Talk. Like and someone you can... took, took out the shoes, you know, ah, okay, Tamir, it's you. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's like really you, you really know uh, and it's helped you you know like you, you can open your your feeling to, to them because yeah. they, they know you they understand you they lived what you lived uh, it, I don't know how to explain but it's like even no, I... after after I get released like we know anyone can understand what we we lived and failed than this guy. I can explain to thousand people that they can't understand because they were not there. So, so, all, so what is all this... exactly? What what is there there? Like, is is what? Here here's my um, here's where my imagination takes me, and then you tell me if I'm way way off. You know, like. This is a common experience for soldiers who uh, go fight in wars and then they have trouble coming back because no one can understand them. Because the only people that can, what, experience the world like that, you know, narrow range of consciousness are, are soldiers who were there with him at war. And uh, and it's like all of all the rules of civilization more or less disappear and it's it's you see the best in people and you see the worst in people and uh like it's it's like a must be like an adrenaline rush to see that like to 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 feel this close to you know the the end of your life but in in some weird way it's also like the most alive you're ever going to feel right like you you're just your senses are on and you're seeing like the full depths of the human spirit that you just can't get it in any other situation. Is that, is that a fair sort of guess at what you guys go through? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that like, even if the, in the worst case, like you, you had a long night, you haven't sleep, you can watch your friend and you know, you will smile and everything is good. You know that, <laughs> oh, I don't know, like if it's too heavy for you, so, no problem. He will take you your your bag, or he will help you. So, you know, no matter what, they will be here for you. And same for That's me. Tough. If they need something, like I will do it. So you start yeah. from this point. You know, like you are already mm. strong. And and of course, it's a lot of of luck. Like it's not everything from us. But you don't start from O. You start from plus hundred. Mm-hmm. And even in the worst uh, situation, you smile, you you make some jokes with people that you trust and understand you. And I don't know, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Do you do you like? I, it's sometimes maybe this this will sound a little re- weird or wrong, but I see some of these videos online. You know, Israeli soldiers doing, you know, on the face of it, really fucked up shit to you know Palestinian stuff in, in Gaza, right? Like they're destroying their homes or making fun of, I don't know what, you know, toy stores. I think, I think I saw one, um, uh-huh. you know, like another video of a guy saying, you know, at your school, we just blew up your school. So no more education for you or no more engineers for, for Palestinians. 
and um you know from a civilian's point of view like that's that looks pretty wrong like why why would you make those kinds of jokes and on the other hand you know what you need some kind of an outlet no i mean to be under this constant pressure probably all the time right uh, you know how how can you be how can you be so alert and so uh yeah i mean just so alert and so on guard all the time and not you know let just you know some terrible jokes go right i, I don't know how it works so first of all i think it's uh according to the unit uh you are and the education you receive during your your formation uh, mm. like i can say that i have the, the chance to be like with good people like, yeah that we receive like a good uh, education both at home and in the army so you learn that you don't need to do shit and mm. you understand like what you can do and what you cannot even if you make a joke you don't like cross the line you know like when we were in the regular army uh, mm -hmm. we need to to arrest people so we went like uh, in some uh, different uh, places and we, we needed to arrest people but it was always with respect because like at some point like the kids like they just want to to sleep so there's no point to come and to break to, to to break everything so you do what you need to do with respect you go back you finish your mission and that's it and mm. when we went uh, inside now so of course you make joke you make joke but it's not like impacting the place or impacting the mm. the the, the so, house or the things tell me what it was like i mean what so you crossed in in the middle of the night into gaza yeah yeah did you so you cross in a tank you cross in a jeep like how did you uh so the idea is that in uh, paratroopers you go <laughs> with your legs <laughs> so yeah so uh wow. we did like six kilometers it was super heavy with the bags because we didn't know for how long we need to to keep the water so we were i had like a almost nine liter of water in my bags nine liters and usually geez. yeah so and usually you drink your water to to lose weight of your bag but we didn't know when we will get water after so all the waiting time before we get inside they give us like some bottle and we we drank from the bottle not from our own weight uh so we we walk like for six kilometers uh it was super heavy at some point we had some uh, frog so it was like you don't frog? see anything a uh, fog, oh, frog? Frog. Frog. frog yeah fog. yeah so you don't you don't see any shit even with like wow. a nine uh, vision night vision uh and then when we start to arrive to the to the first city uh you smell the burn uh you don't know from where you hear like uh, explosion like every minute like airplane a tank um artillery i don't know how to say in in english yeah uh, so that point was very very scary because you know like you are inside 
you know it can come from everywhere uh, you start to smell like a burn and then you start to see the first building like completely destroyed and say to yourself okay even in a movie they can't build like this uh, decoration this like a uh, uh, situation it's unreal and it was like three four four a.m very very ni- night and dark uh, and that's it you are inside so of course the first day like you're super super ready and looking to everywhere every sound you are like okay what was that it was like from us it was from them what was this explosion uh, and then slowly slowly yeah you get first tired so even if you want to to look everywhere you can't there is no chance uh, and secondly like you start to understand which sound is connected to what so ah okay this explosion is from a uh, aircraft ah okay this one is from the tank ah this one it's made for that or no yeah it's for that so slowly slowly you get to understand uh, of course uh, you stay like very very scary um, what about the yeah. tunnel you guys like how, how do you know where the tunnels did you know where the tunnels were like how, how did that work? Uh, so there's like uh, some uh, modin some uh, intelligence intelligence that tell you that they it may have some tunnel there uh, but sometimes it's wrong sometimes it's uh, it's right and just like each time you get inside the house you look everywhere it can be like everywhere and i guess you saw like uh, a lot of video about where they uh, put the tunnels like it's crazy and also like you heard a lot of story about uh, uh Tsuketan in 2014 that they people stay in the house like for a few days and then after a few days only they understood that there is like a tunnel inside the floor under the floor so each time you you are saying to yourself okay it can really be here or there or behind the fridge or under the couch it's crazy so you you're not parano but yeah you you are focused on looking for that yeah. Uh, I found one. You found one? Yeah, I found one. It where? was uh I can't tell I can't tell uh, exactly where. Uh but it was like uh inside the building. Uh, uh we cross it was like a shop, not a building like a shop. Uh we crossed the shop, I saw like something weird in the corner, some sand on the floor, like on the corner. I told the guy, I think that's a tunnel. Told me, no, no, no. Said, yeah, look, it's completely weird. Told me, you want to to check? Yeah, for sure, let's check. We did like a few meters. Fuck, we jumped back. And then we said, okay, let's go again. We saw, and it was like a tunnel with uh, the wall on the side, like, like you can imagine. And it was like, okay. So anyone, so someone can come like from inside and go out at any point. So what are we sh- supposed to do? And then we follow the um, the instruction and 
we kept uh but you didn't go mission. inside no 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 i didn't went inside. no do do israeli soldiers go inside the tunnels or that like the whole point is to destroy them and i guess so because i saw some uh, videos from inside so i guess so uh, but uh if yes I guess it's like uh, you need like uh, specialized in tunnels and not anyone. Um, but yeah, I guess like we had the instruction like even if you find something like you don't get inside. Okay. So what but, uh, what were yeah. you guys what were you guys there to do? Were you guys there to to inspect? Did you guys go house to house? Like what 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 were you what was the the job for you guys there? So the job for us was to to yeah kind of clean some area so to look after some tunnels in case of uh there is some hostages inside uh mm. so yeah like slowly slowly looking house after house uh from this point to this point and you try to 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 clean everything and to to search any any um, uh, how to explain any things that can relate you to the hostages. So like the main goal was that to find the hostages. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like did you get not to? Did you? Sorry. Did you find any hostages? No. We found some uh, that we thought it was some things related to them, uh, but we don't have any idea. Like okay. you find the thing, you give that to the intelligence, they do their, their, their things. Maybe it was okay. related, maybe not, but it's not like, a, it's not for us. So what, what, is, what is Gaza like? Uh, honestly, uh it's nice and beautiful like huh? i didn't have like, yeah really like i had no idea about how it looks like uh but it was not bad uh of course now everything was destroyed yeah. and uh like yeah everything is broken but uh i always imagine like it was like uh small and dirty and uh with nothing and a poor place but not like the 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 house are very big uh there's a lot of space uh so it was like surprising uh, of course like with the aircraft and everything like now it's broken but uh, at some point it was like uh, nice the sea is amazing I think they have the best beaches in Israel, better than <laughs> okay. Magan Michael even. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, like I think like uh, they don't show that they show only the bad the the, the bad uh, point of of yeah. Gaza. But like, yeah. I think they could like uh, live in very good uh, situation. Yeah, I mean that's that's really not the way. Uh, let's put it so I'm I'm surprised to hear that. Like I I know I knew that Gaza had nice parts, and I don't know how much of Gaza you saw. I mean, did you see all of Gaza, or you were just only in the north? No. Where? 
I was in the north, in a lot of places in the north. Mm. Uh, I was also like in Mahanepli uh, team, which means uh, camp uh, refugees. Yeah. Uh, and even there, it was like not so bad. Like where I was in France, there's like uh, some part with like a big and old building, like very dirty and like no one wants to live there. And it was not like that. Like, better. of course, yeah, of course it's not Tel Aviv. It's not like uh, Ashdod, but it was not bad. And I was surprised. I was really surprised. Wow. Like, I, I, I was with a GoPro, so I have like a lot of pictures and uh, video uh, of the place, of the places that we, we were. And like, we went in some houses, we were like, wow, it's very big. Okay, they have two salons, they have two bathrooms, they have like a jacuzzi, they have like a rooftop. Said, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, really, really. So, of course, not everywhere, but... Uh, most of the place we were, it was like uh, very nice. Wow. Okay. Man, that's, that's yeah, yeah. It was surprising. Surprising. Yeah. Really. Did um did you did you have any firefights at all with with the Hamas or any of these? Uh, no, no. Uh, again, I think it's a lot of luck. Like at some point, we were like. Uh, going to some places and we need to like clean some uh, hospital or some uh, school uh, and you know before you you go inside and like a lot of explosion from the tank from uh, the aircraft from everything so i guess most of the terrorists were killed there and like i didn't see anyone uh, on my team they saw like they, they they say that they saw someone in the roof like about 200 and 300 meters and just like we explained to the tank we saw someone just like explode everything so we didn't take any risk and, and again i think it's a lot of luck it's a lot of luck and we were like very happy for that like when we went inside like we always said to, to ourselves, like the only goal is to come back like healthy, both like physically and uh, mentally. If we need to kill someone because he's a terrorist or he's there and he's not supposed to, to be there, so of course we'll kill him because that's the job. But not looking to, let's kill, let's kill, let's kill. Like we right. don't care. And we came back without killing anyone. And I think it's better like that. Uh, yeah. so yeah, we didn't shoot anyone. So you, so you were in Gaza and you, you didn't fire your weapon. I mean, I know you, you asked, uh, you, you so know, requested. You, you, you shot a lot because when you want to run from some place to some place, you don't want to run and you want to shoot in case of there is someone in the next uh, side and you don't want him to, to, to show up. So you shoot, you shoot like in the window, you shoot, you shoot in the wall, you shoot in the door. In the case there is someone, you will not, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe 
I I don't think, but maybe it's happened that we kill someone there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you run a lot, you you shoot a lot, you throw some uh, grenade before you get to the house in case there's someone also. He will uh, explode before he shoot to you. Um, wow! And again, again, it's a lot of luck. It's happened that we were like in in a kind of uh, dangerous city in the in the north, uh, on the refugee camp, and like two hundred meters north from us, uh, one of the team get exploded, and like it was like five of six uh, people dead uh, and a lot of uh, injured same thing like 200 meters uh, south of us uh, it's happened that one day we went to to clean some uh, some houses we went there we cleaned like maybe 10 or 11 house houses in the same day like no not the same days from like 9 in the morning to like 3 p.m okay mm -hmm. we came back mm -hmm. at home all the team uh, replace us, and after like one hour, they get like uh, shot by uh, some terrorists, and they like they get fired and and they fight. So it's a lot of luck. Like we were there for wow. like nine to three, nothing happened. We saw anyone, and then it's happened to them. So it's just like a lot of luck, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that, and then I mean, I can imagine that that's also probably on your mind like it's so random i mean life is random in general but like this, this just makes it super clear you know yeah because yeah like, the fact that you know you and i are talking is totally random but if you add a bullet to the story and then then all of a sudden now you realize just how random life is right um it's, yeah it's really random like it's happened to to friends of my team they mm. get shot close to their legs to them to their legs uh, they didn't touch them. They just run, like, and it could touch them, but it didn't. So, like, small things like that. Yeah. So wow. yeah. That at all, like you, you can't describe what that feels like. Sorry. Yeah, you weren't shot at. Like you, you can't describe what that feels like. No, like one time I went like kind of the roof, and like we heard like. So we went down, and someone said they shoot on you. But first, I'm not sure. So I don't want to say yeah, they shoot on. Yeah, right, right. right. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. Like not something that, uh, like I really saw, and I said, okay, wow, it was like close to me. Like I just yeah. heard. Maybe it was like ten meters. Maybe it was not on me. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Man, no, it's a uh, it's a crazy life. <laughs> what 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 is going to sleep like over there? Um, so you search on the house what can help you to sleep. Most of the times, I have like hundred of uh, uh, of mats there, like a lot, a lot. Uh, if you don't have, so you sleep on the floor. Uh, you are looking for some. Uh, Cariot, uh, how you call it, pillows. Sometimes yeah. you find, sometimes not. Uh, most of the time, it was very, very dirty, like a lot of um, of avac of. Uh, um, sorry, dust. 
yeah, a lot of dust, but like you don't care. Like you just want to sleep and and sleep better than what you can be without the pillow. So just like the the pillow, a lot of dust. Like okay, okay, and you sleep. And you, you are able to sleep. Sorry. I mean, you said before that you, at some point, you you got used to the sounds that you would hear. So, okay, that's friendly fire. That's that's our yeah. guns. That's our rifles. That's our tanks. That's aircraft. But still, you know, like, is someone on guard and that while everyone sleeps? Like, how, yeah, how does yeah. that work? Yeah, of course, of course. So the yeah. first day, uh, all the sounds are like uh, very strong and like. Each thing you you hear and it's like super hard to sleep. Uh, at some point, like you don't like hear anymore. Like you hear, mm-hmm. but like kind of you, you don't care. Like you you go to sleep on your couch and there is a, the TV that's run. So at the beginning, <laughs> like you hear and you hear. And at some point, like you just sleep, but it's still running next to you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we like we we. Put some guards on the on the house uh, to get like protect like 360. Uh, yeah, and just like go to a guard like for 30 minutes and go to sleep for like one hour and 30. But the time that you go up, go to pee, lay on the floor, uh, hear the explosion and other explosion and try to sleep. And then they came to wake you up like 10 minutes before your next guard. So you slept like 20 minutes. And then you go again for 30 minutes. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. So this is how you sleep. There is like some night that you don't sleep because you go for missions. And you, you try to sleep on the day. But if it's too hot, so it's super hard. Um, and there's some days that you have more luck like you share the, the house with another team so instead of uh, doing uh, 30 minutes one hour and a half you do like 30 minutes and three hours or kind of or thing like yeah. that and then you get to use like you are okay like at the beginning you are completely tired and then and then it's fine if you slept like four hours during the night like it's fine it's enough uh, yeah yeah it's like and wow. you can sleep everywhere and like you can just like sit and sleep you can just lay on the floor and sit like you, you <laughs> first you don't care and second like you can't resist you're it's so tired hard. yeah you're yeah. so tired you're so tired man and, are you and are you also, just constantly the whole day? There? Yeah. Uh, during the day, less. Because it's day and like you... I don't know, it's very hard to, 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 to sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. When you go on mission, even if you're tired, uh, your brain is super focused. So even if you haven't slept for a few days, like, your brain is super focused and you know exactly what you need to do in each minute, in each situation. So you are like, like working for your life. Like, you know, you right. can, you can be dead like 
at any moment. So you just just want to do the best that you can, uh, the thing that you learn, and to to save you <laughs> to to yeah. to keep moving. Yeah. But yeah, there's some some moments you are like very tired. At the beginning, like the food was not enough, so like mm. it was because it was only the beginning and it was like a dangerous part, so it was very hard to to bring us the food. Like in the army, it was a lot of food, but to bring you in those points, it was like hard. So sometimes you don't eat enough, you don't drink enough, but slowly, slowly, like you securize the, the area so they can bring you what you need, what you ask. <laughs> Yeah. So it helps you also to sleep if you hit good and like you are less tired, you are more focused. And wow. yeah, no, it's uh, actually yeah, that's a good point. Like, what what do you eat when you're there? Uh, so you eat like uh, the military uh, uh, stuff. So there's not so much to say. It's tuna. <laughs> <laughs> It's tuna, it's beans, it's uh, uh, corn, it's uh, bread, of course. Uh, what else? Some uh, well, peanuts. Breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, same shit every day? Yeah, same shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, after some weeks, we receive some uh, cabanos, like uh, dry uh, sausages. So, yeah. you know what there is inside you know like it's disgusting and it's not <laughs> healthy but you know it's a lot of protein and it's yeah. not tuna again so you eat and then <laughs> after we received some uh, beef jerky and it was like mm. amazing just like grab some <laughs> some snacks amazing uh, and also with the time we start to receive also like a kind of gift from uh, like the unit the army some you receive some chocolate, you receive some uh, good food. One time we received like a, a sandwich with schnitzel. So slowly, slowly, like, yeah, it was better and better. But yeah, most of the time, like, you, you eat shit. Like, Man, so when we finish, like, like, I saw tuna in my kitchen. I said, like, no way. I'm not looking to tuna anymore. Uh, yeah. So just, but just, you, it's it doesn't matter what year it is, right, or what century. It's just it's just a sh shit existence. <laughs> it's a shit existence. But you know, also like now I'm thinking about it. Like, also we did like a an art formation uh, in the army, and they also prepare us for that. Like two weeks, you are like uh, in the field and you train super hard and you work a lot and you do a lot of exercises and you don't sleep a lot and you mm. eat shit and you eat tuna. So even if it was like five, three, four, five years ago, we did that. Mm -hmm. to sleep on the like we did that. So even if it if it was hard, we were kind of prepared for that, and we did that before. It was not like first time. Like wow, what? Like I need to sleep on the floor? Really? It's dirty? No. Like like you did like hundred times. So you just lay on the floor and you try to sleep. Same for the food. Yeah. Even if it's not like tasty or anything, like you did it, you know you will not die. It will just help you. So, yalla, let's uh, let's sit. It's actually when you were telling me that that story about when you um 
got to um, paratroopers training on that first day where you had to crawl and run and and it was like half an hour and it was really really hard it was brutal it made me think like they do that specifically for these kinds of scenarios where you're actually in war and you have to run for your life exactly how long long it's gonna last yeah yeah exactly like uh, as i told you i was like in special part of the paratroopers so you, yeah. you do like more than regular paratroopers. You do more weeks of training, harder weeks of training. Uh, you don't do like eight months of, uh, or eight or nine, nine months of formation. You do like one year and three or one year and four months. So it's much more and you do like a lot of weight and a lot of hard thing. And every Wednesday night, you don't sleep. You just like do things and... Uh, so mentally, you you are prepared for that. Yeah. What do you What do you tell I'm not yourself? telling you that that it was easy now, but right, right. But what you, what's going through your mind? What like what what do you tell yourself? How do you silence the? I'm sure there must be voices in your mind like this fucking sucks, and what am I doing here? Like, do you ever have those kind of thoughts? Like, yeah, for sure. Like okay both in the training or both now like like anyone can enjoy grabbing a super heavy bag and walking on the sand and it's fucking heavy it's fucking hot and you think okay there's people at home chilling on netflix like <laughs> what i'm doing here but right. you realize you to your friends and you realize like you are not doing that for fun you are doing that for something for like hostages and for the country and for like the your children and everything so it's helping you to 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 understand and to accept what you are actually doing does that give you so, so like it's, it's amazing the power of thoughts right because if you if you put inside your mind what the fuck am I doing here? And, ne- and everyone's watching Netflix and I'm in this shithole. That's going to make you feel really bad and, and grumpy and bitter and all that stuff. And But if you then frame your experience through what you're talking about, by like I'm protecting civilization from these barbarians and, um, you know, the, the work we do here will not just, you know, provide security now, but hopefully for, for the future. Um, I mean, you, you can see you can see in your mind the fruits of your sacrifices now and in the future. Yeah. What What, what does that make you feel? Uh, do, do you feel good? Do you feel relaxed? Like what What What's the feeling you get? To do that thing. No, when you start thinking along those lines of, I know, I know, why I'm here. That's a is a big reason why I'm here. Yeah, it's 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 uh, making like a like a good uh, thinking like you said okay like i need to do that mm. you know like i had a lot of talk with my parents they asked me don't go don't go don't go same for oh. my girlfriend don't go don't go like it's super hard even wow. like when you go when you go home for like uh, 24 hours 48 hours and then you have to go again don't go again don't go again so that was the hardest part of all the time but you explain them, guys, like, I don't go there because it's fun. Like, I don't go there because, like, uh, we enjoy there. But we go there because we need to do that. 
yeah. if you don't do that like you can't sit on netflix you can't sit and drink your coffee like in a december like there is no other possibility and if we yeah. don't do that like those stages will not go back anymore so and it's it's, it's taking a... you to to like okay i'm not enjoying but i'm not doing it for myself so i don't need to enjoy i need and to do it because um such an important point that i think you know i wish i wish more people understood i mean i think in israel they understand that really uh pretty significantly but around the rest of the world like you know soldiers who go and fight for a war are are living through hell and they don't want to be there but they're there for us right and like the for us part with the netflix and the internet and everything else that's wonderful yeah. about civilization you know all of that is protected by young men who are out there and, who and not young and not young also it was mm, people exactly. in my team like 30 40 uh, hey man that's like... <laughs> no no but like you know it's like not no, it's not 18 good. it's not 18 yeah. you know uh dad of two three four five children it said like wow like they are here because they want yeah. their children to be like safe in like five years they yeah. come and they sacrifice themselves them. so yeah. yeah it's a good point and you know like uh, a friend of my family came to visit and it was like in special force of the french army and then like we had a dinner and i asked him like what motivated you like when you go, like, when you serve for France, you go, like, in Africa and a lot of places to serve, like, the economic part of the, of the French country. Mm. Like, to serve, like, a big industry and to protect big industry. But, like, you are ready to kill yourself just because uh, the total group of NEF needs this place and you are, like, ready to kill yourself for that. But, what really motivated you? Because us, we are doing that for the country, for the people, for those stages, for the kids. Right. You don't. What motivated you? And it was yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And I thought like, wow, that's crazy what's happening here. Like, mm. you do that just because you have a real reason. But, uh, you know, th there are, I suppose there are guys out there that, you know, that have that kind of warrior mentality that were probably born for, you know, being soldiers and born for combat, you know? Like, there's, there Here? are guys that seek stuff out, right? Sorry? You, you're talking That's about... Like, there, are, there are men that seek out war and, and becoming soldiers and, you know, they want to be whatever, it's Navy SEALs or, you know, they want to be you know, super commandos, like... This is the stuff that they just, it just, they can't get enough of, you know. Yeah, but they... like, it, for me, it was crazy, like, to be ready to, to, to die, like, mm -hmm. more or less for nothing, you know, like, just because, like, your country choose to, uh, or like this company choose to, to, yeah. uh, to kick out this, I don't like. It was like, now it like it was like I felt for us. It was like, live or die, you know. Like yeah, if, but if you that's, don't go, that's what I'm trying to say that I think that there are guys who just love the thrill of being in combat or being around other soldiers. Like they, you know, there are guys that just make a whole 
they make this their whole livelihood, their whole career, you know? Um, no, no, for sure. But mm -hmm. I was trying to, to understand what really motivates them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but for you, for example, you know, you're, correct me if I'm wrong, right? But like, you know, you serve the, your, the compulsory part of the service, then you got out and, you know, you have other interests, right? You want to train people, like you, you like fitness. And I, I imagine, you know, if you look 20 years in the future and you're running a gym or two gyms or five gyms or whatever, like you're still in that area that'll be great for you, right? Because that's just something that gets you going. Well, the, the, uh, the thing that I'm, the distinction I guess I'm trying to make between you and your friend is you have to go to war because you have to go to war. Like you were pulled out of your civilian life, you know, to fight this terrible, um, this terrible war. Yeah. Or the opposite is true for him. Like he lives in France. There, <laughs> France doesn't have any external enemies for many, many thousands of kilometers. And, but he's just a guy that's, you know, in France growing up, you know, if you want to, if you want to be that sort of tough macho soldier type, those are the only options you have, right? I think. No, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. But it was like, yeah. for me, it was weird to, to get motivated to go like in the middle of yeah. Africa to have a fight for like. Total. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And he, he completely agreed with me. Is that is no, that like, true though? Like, do they do they actually get into combat over in in, in, in Africa? Or? In France, yeah, yeah. like they have like uh, economic like uh, or strategic like uh, places like like every countries like mm -hmm. uh, Russia like uh, US like everywhere. But yeah. like before I was in the war, like for me it was like okay like they are soldier, they need to do the job. But when I was there, I was like, wow, like, they do everything for, of course, for the country, but it's not for people. It for, it for, like, economic parts, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, okay, like, the guy, when he's tired and, like, it's heavy and, like, mm. he's dangerous, what gets him motivated? That at some point, he will bring back some uh, hostages or just... Like this big company will get like uh, the the place for for the new hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he fight? Well, France was in a war not long ago. Was it Mali? They no, were he, in some war. He, he fight a lot uh, to get some mm. hostages. So at this point, it was like a, I think a real reason, but uh, but not not always. Not always, I think. Yeah. So for the most part, he's stationed abroad. Um, look, you know, on the other hand, you could argue... Probably um, we can argue, like, for hours, and I'm sure, like, uh, they enjoy, and I keep uh, watching, like, uh, French, uh, like, interview about, like, a uh, special soldier, and it's, like, crazy, and I really like that. But oh, yeah. at <laughs> other side, like, it's... Okay, why? Like... Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and um, when did you when did you get out? Uh, I get out. I think it was like eleven of uh, of December, something like that. Okay. Uh, I asked to get out. Uh, that's something that not everywhere in the army you can ask, but I ask. 
first because at home it was like uh, not easy for my family, my girlfriend, and everything. Uh, and also because of like uh, my club, like I'm an entrepreneur and there's not so much help uh, now. So it was like I just talked to my officer and I told him like I can like keep going and do everything like it's super nice, but anyone will help me after. And same for my family, like I can continue, but I can come back and see like uh, dead plants, you know. Yeah. Like it will not, it will not help. It will not help anyone. So you completely understood. How, how often were you Sorry? talking to your wife? How, how often were you talking to your girlfriend and your parents and your brother? Uh, each time we went out, like almost every two weeks. Wow. We had no phones. Yeah, we had no phones there. So you don't take shower for two weeks. You don't have phone for two weeks. Like you, you don't have any any contact with anyone. Like the first time we went inside after like eight or nine days, we received like uh, letters from the family. So it was like uh, yeah, like received letters, and you just open and you you start to read and you start to cry and. It was like uh, an amazing moment. Oh uh, except that, like, you don't have any any, any way to to talk to them. Uh, the last time, uh, my girlfriend uh, sent like a message to Galgalat, and they no. like, they gave the option to 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 share you like a song. And then, like, uh, we had like a whole transistor with us. And like we were like listening like uh, all the news every hour, etc. And some night like I was like uh, in guard, and someone called on the on the on the thing the and told yeah. Uh, yeah on the video no on the radio. communication system yeah, yeah on the media uh, say to Ben Shushan to put the the, the Galgalat there is like a, a song for him. Yeah, really, really. We start to, to to search, start to search, and I I heard the music, and we recognized and everything. And after they send us like uh, by WhatsApp, like the the short moment of the of the radio when the guy said, uh, uh, and the next song is for uh, uh, Lior Ben Shusha that is in uh, Gaza now, and uh, uh, and like he, he talked like for a few seconds and th- uh, thank you for what you do, everything, and then. You you hear the song, so what's the song? It was like it was from uh, Yuval Dayan. Uh, what was the name? What was the name of the song? Biduk Moyarer. In if you know. I don't know. And and it was funny because like uh, uh, before we went inside Gaza, we were like in a school for like a few weeks, as, as I told you. And one night, like uh, Eyal Golan came to 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 sing and to make a show. And then after, someone said, "Ah, okay, Yuval Dayan is here in the building." And I said to my girlfriend, like, "Ah, you know, there's Yuval Dayan. I don't have any idea with she." Oh, I love her. I love her. Let's go. Let's go. So we went, and she did like a, a very small concert, like in the second floor. We sat on the floor and she she started to play guitar and to and to sing, and then like she she saw us together and she said like, oh there is a couple here, 
And someone said, no, they are fiancés, they are engaged. So she said, okay, I will dedicate you this, uh, this song for you. So she dedicated it. <laughs> and then like a few, few weeks after, like I'm hearing like a, a song in the radio inside like uh, nowhere, uh, a crazy house out of nowhere in Gaza. And I'm listening like the song. It was like crazy. But except that, like I, I, I had any contact with, with her. Fuck. No, with like any, any, anyone in my family. Like, you know, the, the only news you have is from the transistor. And most of the time it's like bad news. Okay, today uh, two soldiers die and they give you the name. And sometimes you know them, sometimes not. Sometimes your yeah. friend of the team knows them. So that's only the news that you have. So you're kind of disconnected, but uh, that's part of the job. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so yeah, I mean... it released like uh, on the 11th of December, I think, 10 or 11. Uh, by the way, I didn't tell you, but my family, my parents uh, came from France uh, to stay in Israel all the time that I was like in the war. They said like, okay. we'll go back. Only when you when you finish, uh, yeah. so I was with them like uh, for like a, a week or two weeks after I get released, and then yeah. uh, back to work, man. <laughs> back to work. It. I mean, how? What? Tell, tell me about what that's like. You know, you're you're in Gaza for almost a month and a half, and then and then what? Does it and, does it feel like normal? It, Are you then you come back home first you are super tired even if you get used to to don't sleep a lot like your body is super tired and you don't have any power to do anything like you are really tired mm. uh, in the meantime like all the family the friends want to see you and want to enjoy with you so you want to but you are super tired at one point you just want to sleep the other point say okay I need also to enjoy with them because I don't know what will happen next. So you're like in the middle and you try, you try to rest and to do a lot of things. Uh, because uh, I stopped before, so my team uh, was there uh, again. So I was like thinking about uh, about them a lot and looking to the, to the news to 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 know if something happened or or. Or if they will go out or whatever with them, so I was like very not stressed, but like I was kind of preoccupied uh, with them. Uh, and yeah, slowly, slowly you you yeah. see that you are in fucking shit there, but uh, the life keep going in Tel Aviv and like everywhere, like it's very weird at the beginning. Uh, that like in Tel Aviv, like you can go to party, you can do whatever you want. And like less than 80 kilometers from the south, it's like a war. So it's super weird. Uh, so you feel, feel guilty or something? Or like sometimes to, I think people stop? feel like... yeah. stopped? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel guilty. Uh, like I knew it was the best decision that I, need, that, that I needed to take. Uh, because of my family, because of my fiance, and because of my uh, 
my uh, my club but yeah of course guilty like you know uh, in my team i was like the first guy like we were two guys in the in uh, in front of the team that's always opening the 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 house or opening the field holy and my shit. partner yeah and my partner is like a dad of a kid so like i was like wow now i need to leave him and someone will replace me of course it's good but if something happens to him so maybe we we'll think that's because of me or you know you start to think about this kind of thing uh, and said yeah it's something that happened you want to be there uh, but then you look to family and you said okay they need to they need me here they really need me i looked to the business i saw my brother also alone that he needs me so i said okay like that's a good decision even if i would stay there uh, so a little bit guilty but like there is no one in my team that told me yeah guy like you need to stay like mm. everyone told me you have to leave that's what you need to do now you have to leave uh, so yeah not easy but uh... and you're and that's it like you're, you're assuming like right now it seems that the, the phase of the war is that what they're kind of just cleaning up and trying to consolidate everything that they've achieved. And it seems like now the phase is it's kind of like ma managing things, whatever the hell that means. Do you, so do you think that there's a chance that you'd be called back or, or not really? Uh, for sure. Like there is no oh. chance that not. <laughs> for sure. Uh, the question is when, uh, where, it can be in the south again. It can be like uh, uh, in the north. It can be also in like uh, I do say in English, uh, uh, in the West Bank, yeah. In the West Bank, so you don't know where. You know it will happen because you know it's not over, uh, but you don't have any idea when and for how long. Uh, also, yeah, you don't have any idea. So yeah, and and the guys so, in your are they still okay? Is everyone is everyone back? Yeah, 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 yeah. They get released. Like I think it was like uh, uh, thirty one of December. They get released. Okay. Uh, everyone is is good. Everyone is safe. Uh, in my brigade, we have, we had like only one uh, people or only one guy that gets uh, uh, shoot and died. Uh, oh wow! It yeah, it was a cousin of my uh, fiance that I uh, yeah I met him there. Uh, he just like one day walk and look to me. Oh, I know you. No, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I said maybe from Tel Aviv. I don't know. I said no, you are uh, the boyfriend of Bamboo. I said yeah. Oh, I mean his cousin. Uh, uh, I know the I know your, your face, etc. So yeah. we talk a lot. We we took a picture, and like uh, I think it was like ten days after I left, or less. I think maybe one week. Like he gets shot and and died. So it was like wow. uh, again like something like not funny at home. Uh, super hard for the family. Super hard for her. Uh, 
Uh, by the way, today it was like the uh, the month of uh, his dead. So we went to the, to the cemetery and we had like a ceremony for him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not easy. And even like if nothing really happened to, to my team and to us, uh, we we live like an, a normal situation. So, it, like, it, it's not normal to to shoot somewhere to hear this explosion to see what we saw. So maybe like for now everyone are good, but we don't know in one week, one month, one year. Like uh, it, it can come later. But physically, everyone uh, feels good. You mean you mean that you guys you think that you all went through something traumatic? I'm sure. Like, like anyone, like the the human is not made for that. You know, like you can be trained for that, but that's not normal to to sleep on the floor to hear like explosion to to shoot to like that's not a normal situation so i'm sure that some get more impact than other you know do you ever uh, dream about it no no no, no i haven't uh, i know that i will like talk with someone first because uh I receive like the the possibility to talk with someone, so mm. I think that's a good idea. Uh, but we talk with people and with my team, and I know that some of them like saw the same situation that I saw in other way, and for them it was like harder to do that or or harder to to feel that. Uh, so that's life, like. Whoa, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like you had a lot of jokes there and like, you know, like small things like you are waiting, you take like a, a empty bottle, you put on the floor and you throw like uh, things to, to try to touch the bottle or stupid jokes. Uh, do you prefer to, uh, I don't know, like uh, uh, to receive like a basketball in your head, like uh, every morning or to wash your your head with uh, the oil of the tuna like you know like stupid <laughs> thing that makes you make your your moment better you know but uh but like the the, the global situation is like not fun for sure yeah. no no for sure yeah yeah i mean that's the reason you guys were there right yeah crazy man well listen i i hope for you and your for your family's sake that uh you don't get called up certainly not for anything that has to do with uh war um and uh i i, I should also say i think um to say thank you honestly for for being there <laughs> for for doing what you did no really man it's uh i i don't take it for granted you know uh, what you described it sounds like hell 
and uh, it probably wasn't even the worst of what other people experienced. And you went anyway. Um, you know, probably scared out of your mind, but you did it. And uh, you know, it's it's because of people like you that I'm I'm able to just to live and think and walk around and eat food and just live my life. No, so. you you you're true, but uh, like. Like all the people told me, yeah, guy, thank you. You are a hero. Wow, it's crazy what you you done. But like, at some point, I'm, I agree because we took some risk and we went there. But I don't know if we are like the only ones like heroes. So, like you know, the the first weeks when we were in the school, like all the families uh, close to the school prepared us food. And like took the clothes and washed the clothes and told them you want to shower the, tonight so come and so every night we went to shower so I think like it's it's more like global people that were like hero even if they don't go to shoot or don't go to war like you can't go to war if like the the old guy haven't prepared you the food or like I think it's everyone has its own part of uh, of hero it can be like yeah. you that makes this podcast now and wants to share what people in the army live during the war and shares to other people that are not connected to 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 us people to are uh, like i have a friend super not like a like not soldier at all I told mm-hmm. him, guy, you are a hero that every day you put like things on Instagram and try to to convince other people that what's happening here, it's not what they show on the TV. And it's also part of the work. Part of the work, it's like the food, it's what, it's the media, it's of course us, it's the guys, the bus driver, like it's everywhere and everyone. So when you say like thank you, like of course I receive, but like we can say to you thank you that you make this podcast for the other people, you know. I don't know if uh. you agree, but, but <laughs> like you know, like like uh, small thing, like yeah, uh, well, hair, you hair, uh, hairdresser. Hairdresser mm-hmm. said like uh, they came and they they did us like a haircut for free because we were soldiers. Like yeah. everyone gave like a, a small thing, you know. Yeah. So I, I, um, I heard a story. I think I think this is true that uh, Omar Adam, who's this you know very famous for anyone that doesn't know, a, a very famous Israeli singer. I think he's probably the most famous guy uh, yeah. in the country, and uh, he was. Um, he think he paid like half a million dollars worth of taxi rides from soldiers uh, in the north, or I think maybe you've also been in the south to get back to home. Half a million that's dollars, not, man. That's not a story. That's true. That's true. And there you go. Yeah, right? it's happened, and like I think it was like uh, two weeks ago, maybe, maybe less, maybe more. Uh, a friend uh, of mine is like on the north, next to Lebanon, and yeah. sent us like a picture, like a video, guys. I'm in the taxi. Thank you, Omar Adam. I'm going <laughs> home uh, fast and free. 
and it's really happening you know yeah. so that's think... that's that's also a new role you know that's also that's someone that you have to to say thank you and it's yeah. everyone everyone yeah because you you could be you could be cynical and say oh that guy's super rich what's half a million dollars to him but you know fuck off that's a lot of money and uh like that's an amazing thing like, amazing i know that i know that people gave a lot of money but the yeah. way that he did is the smartest thing like you can give like money and and buy like a new helmet or something yeah but, like he's really helping like the soldier instead yeah. of taking the the bus for four hours yeah. sitting on the on the on the taxi it's crazy before i wasn't such a fan of his music now i'm going to every one of his concerts i don't care <laughs> you you want to hear all the stories of that yeah there is a guy like when this happened it was a lot of soldiers in the holidays like a trip everywhere in the world there's an american guy said Every soldier that wants to go back to Israel to fight, I pay him the the flight, and wow. he pays he pay, he pays the flight. And other story, like uh, jewelry uh, guy, a yalomi, yalomist. Yeah, jewelry guy. To, yeah. Yeah. Say to the soldier, uh, if you need to to get engaged, call me. I give you the the ring and the jewel for free. <laughs> and a, a friend of mine did, and not a small, uh, a small one guy, a big one. Oh, it's crazy! Wow, it's crazy! Wow. Yeah, yeah, but that, but that, I mean, that, that's, that's it. Like that's, um, you know, I, I'm just verbalizing and, and saying thank you. But there are people that have more means and can and can say thank you in other ways, and 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 that's that, you know. And, uh, and it's true. It's it's the real thing, man. And uh, it's cool. It's really cool how ingrained it is in in Israeli culture that you know, people really do appreciate appreciate the soldiers here. Um, yeah. yeah, and they get really annoyed. They get very mad if if soldiers die for no reason or, or what they perceive to be no reason. You know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone is 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 thinking that now. I mean, I think everyone understood that after October seventh. We were at war, and uh, it wasn't something that we wanted. But and you know, was, so uh, some something that was funny that like not funny but make me laugh. Like yeah. when I chose to go to the army, so I heard a lot of people around me. You are losing your time. You are losing your time. Don't go do that. Start to learn, and a lot of shit. And now. 7th of October starts. Oh, thank you. You are a Nero. What can we do without <laughs> you? Like, oh, guys. <laughs> you were talking shit for years. And now you are understanding why it's important. Mm. And we also, like, feel now in the, in the country, like, all the young people, they want to, to be fighters. They want to, oh, yeah. to serve. Yeah, yeah, a lot. A lot, a lot. They understand that we need them. Intelligence is good. It's super important, but we need people now. Yeah. And and again, not because of fun, because we have to. What's happened on the seventh of October? Yeah. Yeah. the oh, man. Thanks for doing this. This was fun. Thank you, Kobe. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself, man. Be well. Thank you.
and see you in Tel Aviv soon. See you, man. Bye-bye. <laughs>